How do you avoid customer chaos and cash flow calamities in your business? How do you prevent customers from taking advantage of you? How do you manage your service providers? All of these questions have one answer. You have strong business and personal boundaries. Welcome to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, founder of the GPS Business Academy, the premier business training and coaching company. Our focus is on the synergy of process and profits, strategy and soul, and we provide expert business advice, resources, and training for startups, restarts, and expanding empires, and we've been doing it since 2012. We specialize in teaching entrepreneurs how to create high-value, high-volume, high-growth businesses. I'm an eight-time best-selling author, radio host, globally recognized business and energy congruence expert. Thank you for joining me on this week's Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that motivates, energizes, and supports your entrepreneurial ambitions. Let's get started. Boundaries are important in business because they determine how you run your business, how you interact with customers, and how your customers interact with you. On a personal level, boundaries help you manage your life and your energy flows. In this week's Goals, Profit, and Soul podcast, I'm going to talk about energy boundaries, why you need them on a personal and business level, and then give you three keys to personal and business freedom with strong energy boundaries. If you're a coach or you do personal or group consultations or you do programs with customers where you teach and interact with them, you need boundaries and you probably know this. 30% of my business is coaching, personal sessions and individual and group interaction. I have strong energy boundaries that let my customers know how to interact with me in my business and also how to interact with me on a personal session. Without boundaries, and if you have never thought about this, I hope that this podcast puts this front and center in your mind. You have no basis for controlling the energy and integrity of those interactions, and in some cases, to protect your business. Boundaries are so important in business that without them, your business is chaos, whether that's managing your time, managing your energy, managing how customers contact you and managing how you interact with your business yourself. For example, one boundary could be you close the door of your office at five o'clock at night and you don't go back in for any reason, unless it happens to be a night that you do customer sessions, if you do evening sessions. This is why creating strong personal boundaries has been the hallmark of my self-awareness training platform since 2011. And it's so important that I include it in my business training programs as well. I created the energy boundary concept in 2011 and have been teaching a global audience how to create strong energy boundaries that increase their clarity, confidence, and courage. With boundaries, people know who you are, how to interact with you, and you have standards of behavior that people will respect without your saying a word. I have coached, counseled, worked with, and trained thousands of businesses from startup to expanding empires, and the one missing element that impacted every aspect of their business was personal boundaries. 
and their lack of business boundaries had a negative impact on their business that they saw at the bottom line. It impacted their cash flows. Whether that was spending too much time with customers, not charging enough for their services, not getting customers to pay for their services, giving services away for free, or just not managing their business structure very well. But this podcast is not about boundaries per se. It's about the combination of personal and business boundaries that ensure that your customer interactions follow a clear, well-defined path that maintains decorum and protects you and your business. Your personal boundaries define how people treat you with expectations of behavior, action, and interaction. When you have strong personal boundaries, you're less likely to be the victim of judgments and criticisms because those are in conflict with your personal boundaries. And if they do happen, your personal boundaries can step up and prevent you from reacting or overreacting, becoming victimized, or be taken advantage of by friends, family, or even customers. But I want to stress one thing here before we even begin delving into the topic of boundaries. Boundaries can't be broken because boundaries exist. So they, this idea of boundaries being broken is nonsense. Lines can be crossed, boundaries can be challenged, and you can't have broken boundaries because the state of your boundaries is in one of three very clear, well-defined paths. You either have no boundaries, you have too many boundaries, or you negotiate your boundaries to suit the needs of the people around you. And I teach this in great depth in my Energy Boundaries, the Keys to Freedom program. But let me just explain really quickly what I just meant by these three different aspects of boundaries. So the first one is self-explanatory. You don't have any energy boundaries. You don't know how to manage your energy. Everything just kind of scattered everywhere. And you were probably never taught to have energy boundaries. Or you had a rather chaotic or maybe a traumatic childhood and life. The people around you didn't have energy boundaries and you didn't learn them either. So you grew up with no boundaries. That can be changed. You can always create energy boundaries. And I go through that in my program. The second aspect, you have too many energy boundaries. So this is where you have different standards of behavior for family, for friends, for your children, for your partner, for your dog, for your neighbor, for the people you work with. Everybody around you has a different energy boundary and that's so chaotic. And what it means is that people don't know how to behave around you because everyone gets to treat you differently. It's exhausting. And the third is you negotiate your energy boundaries based on what you think people around you want. This is where you do have energy boundaries, but if somebody says, oh, but I thought you would do this and you go, okay, fine. I say I don't work on Saturdays. I'll work on Saturday for you. Or could you just do this this once? Or could you take on this extra burden? And even though you're already overcommitted, you say yes. The one thing about having too many energy boundaries is, is that you find that you're overworked, overcommitted, and completely unable to say no definitively. But customers can cross the line. So they can cross the line in terms of doing something that's not allowed. They can challenge your boundaries and that crosses a line, but they can't break your boundaries. Let's take a look at a few examples of crossed lines and challenged boundaries. 
So let's start with my first customer. This is a coaching customer. I'll call her Karen. And Karen had called because she was having some really strong issues, getting over some serious mother trauma, and was enrolled in one of my coaching programs. We had had three sessions. And when Karen first signed up, it's a three-month coaching program, two sessions a month. She wanted to have two-hour sessions. I said, no, it's too exhausting. And I just don't do two-hour sessions. So I said, no. Then she wanted to have two sessions in a week. And I said, no, this program is set up so you can listen to the recording a few times, do the homework that's assigned to you. Again, I said no. And I have other clients, so I wasn't going to rearrange my schedules because she wanted appointments on like Monday and Friday or something like that. And I said, well, I don't take clients on Friday, so that's not an option. And Monday, I do other sessions. That's my evening. So no, I'm not available Monday afternoon. And of course, then there was the question, well, can you make an exception? And I said, no, that's not possible. She wanted extra time. My sessions are set up for between 50 and 55 minutes, which is perfect time. It's just enough time for the client. It's long enough that we can address a lot of issues. It's not so long that there's just too many things going on. And it's kind of a standard coaching time. More 45 to 50 minutes or so is about a standard coaching session. What she did is she would start calling early. Five minutes early, she would call 10 minutes early which meant that she was actually calling in somebody else's time. And she wouldn't just call and then not call back. She would call and and then call back again and again until I answered the phone. So I would have to interrupt the client who had that time. I would have to interrupt their session to answer the phone because she wouldn't stop calling. This happened several times. And in session number four, I said to her, I have to insist that you stop calling early. Your appointment starts at the top of the hour. Please call at the top of the hour because you're calling during somebody else's session. I guess Karen also had a problem with authority because she crossed a serious line by becoming very abusive. And this happened at the beginning of the session. So I said, look, you're abusive. You're out of control. I don't tolerate that kind of behavior. This session is over and I hang up on her which precipitated a very mean email that said, how dare you hang up on me? But that's another one of my boundaries is I don't take abuse from clients. Did Karen cross a few lines? Absolutely. Did she break a boundary? No, because as I said, boundaries can't be broken. But because I have rather strict, and and I wouldn't say not really strict, but very clearly defined policies about times and sessions and customer policies and of course the abuse I mean I don't take any kind of abuse but I have a policy for example it says you must call on time don't call early and if you're 15 minutes late then you forfeit your session or you know you have to reschedule I won't take you because it's your job to call me on time but I also have a policy that says don't call me early if your time is five o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon you can't call me at 145 I'm busy with another client So because I had strong boundaries and because I had them well-defined, I could stand up to this customer who clearly was not a good customer. I had a feeling by about that session because she was at that breakthrough point that she was either going to push forward or she was going to go backwards and she went backwards, but that was okay. 
So you can have bad customers, and that's why it's important to have strong personal boundaries so you don't get victimized by mean, abusive customers. And then you have to have strong business boundaries so that you have these policies in place that let customers know how they need to act in your business. Another example of challenged boundaries is a client I'll call Maria. Maria contacted me on a Thursday and she wanted to have a reading on her birthday, which was the following Saturday. Now, I do occasionally work on Saturday. I understand that some clients can't accommodate daytime or even evening appointments during the week, and I'll open a Saturday occasionally for client appointments. But this particular Saturday was absolutely impossible because I was committed to a family event and I was going to be gone most of the day. So when Maria called me and said, it's my birthday next week and I want to have a private intuitive reading on my birthday, I said, gee, I'm really sorry, I'm not available. Let's do it on Friday. And she said, no, my birthday Saturday, I want it on Saturday. I said, fine, I'm not available. I do have a couple friends that I can refer you to because I'm not available. And she said, but I want it from you. I, I had a reading on my birthday from you last year, and I want to do it again this year. And I said, once again, I am not available on Saturday. I will open a session on Sunday for you if you like, or we can do it on Friday. But Saturday is simply out of the question. And there was a bit of a pause at the other end of the line. And then she proceeded to call me insensitive and rude and tell me how it was so important to her to have a reading on her birthday. And I couldn't accommodate her and I was supposed to be service oriented and I was just being impossible. So I repeated again that I had committed to an event outside of my office. I would not be available on that particular Saturday. And if she wanted to do it any other Saturday, that was fine. I would certainly open my schedule to accommodate her. But this particular Saturday, I was just not available. As she began to argue with me again, by this time, my patience had worn thin. And I said to her, I understand your disappointment. It is simply not possible. Now I'm going to hang up and you will have to find somebody else. Obviously, you're not interested in my referrals. So good luck to you. Happy birthday. And I wish you the very best in the coming year. And that was the end of the conversation. Now, I was truly going to be out of the office. And there was really no way for me to accommodate that day for her. I understand speaking to me would make her birthday special. But there are other people who could have given her the advice and the coaching and the information she wanted. She just wanted me and I wasn't available. That truly is a crossed line, simply because when I say I'm not available, I truly mean I'm not available and it's not up for discussion. But on another level, it was another example of clients crossing the line of a boundary being challenged. I'm not available is certainly a boundary and I truly wasn't. In a way, me opening a Saturday is adjusting a boundary. I do not work on weekends. I will, by special request, when I'm available on the Saturday of my choosing that I'm going to make available, not at some random date, and I'm certainly not going to change my plans to accommodate the needs of a customer who insists on having 
On a specific day when the information that I would tell her would be the same, whether it was Friday or Sunday, but that particular Saturday, I was not available. And while I had no intention of changing my plans, my plans were not changeable. They involved a family event. I was traveling for it. I had already committed to it. I was looking forward to it. And I simply was not going to change my plans. This is why your boundaries, both your personal and your business boundaries, are so important when it comes to client interactions. When you work with people, you will connect with all kinds of people, some of whom will have a strange request, some of whom will be rude, some of whom will be completely unconcerned with your own life and the things that are going on in your life, ignoring the fact that you have a personal life as well as a business life. And you have to be willing to stand strong, to stand for your boundaries, to let your clients know that while you will do your best to accommodate their needs, there are times when their needs simply cannot be accommodated. And that discussion has to be over. So if you are faced with this situation in your business, this is where your policies and your process uh, statements come in handy because you can refer customers back to your policies to say, well, these are my policies. These are the boundaries in my business. While I'm willing to accommodate a special need, if I can't, then I can't and you need to find somebody else or you need to select a date and a time at which I am available reiterating the fact that this is why boundaries become so important. And you have to make those statements without getting emotional, without also being rude yourself, in a tone of voice and in a professional manner that lets the client know, hey, I'm willing to accommodate you, but I'm just not available. And there's no argument. There's no challenge. If they don't stop arguing with you, at some point in the conversation, you just hang up. And let them know, I'm ending this conversation. Obviously, we're not making any progress. You're not listening to me. So hang up and let that be done. But then the other part of that for you as the business owner, the coach, the person who's interacting with the customer, you can't beat yourself up, be angry, or regret that decision later on. The only way boundaries work is when you stick with your boundaries, you maintain your boundaries, and you have your customers respect your boundaries. Let's talk about another crossed line where boundaries become very effective, and that is another customer, and I'll call her Anna. Now, one of my business boundaries is I do not give refunds, especially for digital programs and for any completed session, a personal session or an intuitive session, a personal coaching session, whatever. Once you've taken the session, it's done. It's paid for. It's done. And there are no refunds. And that is unequivocal across the board. I do not give refunds. Now, if there's a problem in a course and if there's truly an issue and you haven't accessed the course, then I'll consider giving you a refund. But this wasn't the case for Anna. She had taken the majority of the course and decided nah, she didn't like it and she wanted a refund. Now, in addition to being a business and technology expert with a strong education in business and very, very strong experience in not only business management, business process management, but also business law, I had to connect with Anna and say, gee, you've taken this much of the program, so no, you're not entitled to a full refund. If you truly don't want to continue, then I will make an exception for you, and here's how much of a refund you can get. 
she wanted a full refund. She challenged me with my payment processor and I won. I did give her the refund that I agreed to. Then I told her, this is completely against my policies. You're taking advantage of me. I do not deal with customers like you. So you are forever barred from buying from my business. And that's something you should consider as a boundary in your business. If customers are really abusive, if they take advantage of you, if they go against your policies, then you should consider banning the customer. Let's talk about why as a business owner, you need strong energy boundaries. First of all, it establishes how you work with clients. Again, I gave you two examples of fairly bad clients. Fortunately, I don't have very many examples of clients like that. The majority of my clients are wonderful people who have followed me for years, many of them since I first started back in 2004. I have coached them. I've coached their entire families. They've been through my programs. They've taken all my trainings. They refer their friends and family, which I really appreciate. And part of that is because I have strong boundaries, both in my business and I have strong personal boundaries. Here's a little secret about personal boundaries, and I want you to listen to this really closely because people tend to think of boundary as the walls you put up to keep people out of your life. But actually, boundaries are an extremely helpful tool to everyone in your life because they teach people how to act around you. They teach people what your standards are, kind of your standard operating procedures, and they know how to act around you. They know who you are through your boundaries, and they tend to feel more comfortable around you. So I had a good friend who, who had a baby, and it was her first child, and I have three children. And I love babies. I love to hold them. I love to rock them. I, I just love little children. And she we had come to my house to visit and the baby was fussy and, and she said, oh, you know, I just don't know what to do with this baby. And I said, let me hold her for a little while. I love holding babies. I don't have babies anymore. My children are all grown. Let me just hold her for a little while. So I picked up the baby and I noticed she was hot. So I loosened her clothes a little bit. She was dressed in kind of a fussy dress and I think it had a little ruffle and it was itching her skin. So I moved the ruffle down a little bit and I'm holding her and walking around and talking to the baby who just relaxed in my arms. My friend said to me, how did you do that? And I said, well, you know, because I've had children. It's not my first. I'm not nervous. And I set up this boundary that I am not going to sit here and listen to you wail and scream for the next 30 minutes. So please be quiet. I'll talk to you. I'll keep you entertained. And you just listen and pay attention. If you want to go to sleep, that's fine. And she was fine. So I gave her a few pointers that she used. Boundaries have to do with confidence. So as a mother and now a grandmother, I am confident around children. I have clear boundaries, but I'm also very confident around children. Babies feel that and they will respond to that. Your customers will respond in the same way. They know who you are. They know how to act around you. There's no question, but you present yourself to them with integrity. So that's why you need energy boundaries. So let's look at personal energy boundaries, which are how you define your own self. So how you define yourself to your customer and then business boundaries. Business boundaries include your terms of use, your standard processes, the way that you run your business. Those are really important too. And they're especially important that clients know. For example, as I said earlier, 30% of my business is client sessions, individual sessions, which 
client schedule and pay for through an online scheduling service. It's easy, it's quick, they choose their date and time, they do everything online. I will have customers call me or email me and say, I wanna schedule an appointment and I always send them to my scheduling application. Some will say, well, I want you to take the credit card. Well, I don't have the means to do that. So I tell them, no thank you. I can't do that. Here's the scheduling application. It's very easy to use. I chose one that was very simple to use. So you'd need to use that because that's how you schedule and you pay. I do not schedule appointments for clients. And if they want to schedule with me, that's how they have to do it. No exceptions. I don't take checks. I don't take bank transfers. I have very clear payment terms. And that makes my business life so much easier. Another example of business boundaries is you have a couple ways to talk to me. You can do it by phone or you can do it by Skype. So I've had customers say, well, can you do WhatsApp? Do you do Facebook Live? Do you do Zoom? Do you do FaceTime? And my standard answer is no. I use the phone. You can call me on the phone or we can do Skype. And those are your two options. If they want to set up a Zoom call and actually my scheduling system now works through Zoom, that's fine. There are standards you have to have. And I have customers from more than 40 countries, so I can't process something different for everyone. I would do nothing all day but process payments or process exceptions. And that's why business boundaries become important because if not, then everything's an exception and you have no standard, which takes time, it takes energy, and it's very frustrating. So your personal boundaries then are how you define what your personal energy flows are going to be. So you want to be treated with respect. You want to gain your customer's trust. You want them to be committed to you. You want them to be loyal. All of these things are part of your personal boundaries. One thing I want to add about business boundaries is they define your terms and conditions. They are your terms of use. They also are a legal statement of how you run your business and they're important. If you ever have a disagreement with a client or a customer, you'll need to be able to refer back to these statements that indicate the kinds of expectations you have of customers, what they're supposed to be doing in your business, how you run your business. For example, your digital download, your privacy policy, all of those things are really important. So is your refund policy. I recently had an interaction with a coaching group and I joined the group and it really didn't meet my expectations. So I looked on the page, seeing what their policy was, and it said, email us if you want to terminate your membership. So I emailed them and said, I'd like to terminate my membership per instructions on this page, I'm emailing you. And I got an email back that said, well, you have to give us 30 days notice. It's on our website. So I wrote back and said, uh, there is nothing to indicate any kind of terms of cancellation on the page that specifically refers to the membership. You cannot point me back to a website that is not even related to the membership site that I'm on and expect me to follow those terms and conditions. Please refer this matter to your legal team, which needs to change the wording on your page. I got a refund the next day. What was the problem? They had poor boundaries in their business. If they wanted me to give 30 days notice, they should have had it on that page. So when you have good boundaries in your business, you have the basis for establishing procedures and processes that customers have to follow. That comes in really handy for things like when a customer wants a refund or when they have a problem or when they cancel something. 
they know how to act, they know what to expect from you, and you have an expectation of behavior from them. How do you set good business boundaries and how do you set good personal boundaries? Let's talk about personal boundaries first. Number one, decide what's important to you. Now, in my energy boundaries training, I talk about priorities and non-negotiables and how to set those things and what stands in your way. And we talk about, you know, the three kinds of challenges. But the one thing that I have all of my students define is what's important to you and why is it important to you? Say, for example, one of my personal boundaries is trust. I have to be able to trust someone. If I can't trust them, I can't be in a relationship with them. For me, the way I operate, trust is the foundation of any relationship. So if there's no trust, there's no relationship. You have to decide what's important to you amongst the kinds of interactions you want. So trust, commitment, loyalty, respect, all of those kinds of things. Once you define those, then you can build a boundary that includes them. Number two, don't make exceptions. And I'm talking here about personal boundaries. When you make exceptions to your personal boundaries, it's like having, as I said earlier, the negotiable energy boundary. One exception becomes, oh, you did it once. Well, you did it the last time. You can do it again, or you can do it a third time, or hey, you did it for them, so now you have to do it for me. And the exception becomes the rule. So when you have strong personal boundaries, you don't make exceptions. For example, one of my personal boundaries is trust. So I don't have people I don't trust in my life and then people I trust. I have people I trust and then people I don't trust are not part of my circle of friends and I maintain a very long arm's length distance with them, if at all. So don't make exceptions to your boundaries. There are times when you have to, but generally you don't. And if you start making exceptions for everyone, then your boundary is worthless and your exceptions become the boundary. And number three, and this one's important, know your trigger points and be vigilant when they happen. A trigger point is that thing that sets you off, that thing that makes you afraid, that brings you back to the time when you were seven years old and your mother was yelling at you. Everybody has trigger points. You need to know what yours are so that when they get triggered, and they will, when people challenge your energy boundaries because they will, that you don't just react. You don't just spout something off. Your energy boundaries put a shield of protection around you that allows you to calmly consider alternatives to how you want to respond to this, what you want to do, what your plan is, what your overall guidance is around this, and how you want to proceed. And without energy boundaries, as soon as you get triggered, you get scared, you get angry, you go into hiding, you go into whatever hibernation, whatever you do, and it just all falls apart. Let's talk about how to set up good business boundaries. Number one, and this is key, and it's one of the first things that I teach in my business program, set up your terms and conditions. What terms and conditions exist in your business? Things like privacy policy, downloads, refunds, how you handle those, how you handle appointments. What are your expectations of clients and what can they expect from you? For example, I have a service level agreement for email. I respond in one to two business days. Well, I don't run an operation where I have 24 by 7 staff that 
immediately responds to email any time of the day or night, weekends and weekdays. I just don't have that kind of staff. And most small business owners don't. So I have a one to two day policy for just about everything. I'll get to your email in one to two business days. I also have a dedicated support email box. If they don't use the dedicated support box, I can't promise that we will answer their email in a timely manner, if at all, because it'll get lost. I get a lot of email. My customers know this. It's very clearly stated for them. When they email me and if I get an angry email saying, I emailed you, I never got a reply, I can go look for their email and go, oh yeah, well you sent it to the wrong email box. Those instructions are everywhere. Which mailbox to use for support is everywhere on every email they receive in every part of a course. It's all over the place. If they don't read it, then of course they can't blame me for their issues. And I'm sure as a business owner, you've had customers say, well, it's your fault. And maybe in not so many words, they'll say, well, it's your fault. And sometimes you have to go back to them and say, I see where you sent this email and you sent it to the wrong address. And I'm sorry, we didn't see it because it got lost. That's why we say use a support mailbox. The other thing that your business terms and conditions, your terms of use help you with is if you ever find yourself in a legal situation, then they will protect you and they'll protect your business because you have to have them visible and customers have to know about them before you can use them as some kind of support for your actions in your business. Uh, number two, let your customers know what they are. They must be written out. If you've noticed, almost every single business has privacy policy terms and conditions. They'll say, we'll take your email address, but we won't spam you and we don't sell your email address as though anybody sells email addresses. I guess some people do, but nobody I know does and I certainly never have. And this is important because it actually is a legal requirement for business. If you have terms and conditions and you don't put them anywhere or you don't put them out where customers can see them, you don't make them part of, say, of your purchase. For example, if you purchase from me, you have to agree, especially personal sessions and coaching, you have to agree to my no refund policy before you can check out. And I am very clear about that. Once you've used my time, it's used, you've paid for it, I'm not giving you a refund. But that's very clear and customers have to agree to it. If they don't agree to it, they can't check out, they can't talk to me, and they can't have a session. I don't make any exceptions to that ever. And as I gave you the example of that membership site that I decided well, I didn't really like it, it didn't really appeal to me, I wanted to cancel and they tried to hold me to a policy that they didn't have posted on their cancellation page or on that page where they had a very brief, not even complete sentence that said, to cancel your account, email us at support. I did. And then they tried to hold me to a policy that wasn't on that page. And I'm sure that by now they've changed it. And number three, be firm in enforcing your business boundaries, but understand that you'll occasionally have exceptions. So I had one client sign up for a program and she realized that she just wasn't ready for the program. And it's somebody that I have known for a long time. And actually, when I saw her sign up for the program, I saw her name come across the payment gateway and I thought, mm, I'm not sure that's a good program for her. And I had already started to send her an email that said, why don't you call me and let's talk about this. There might be something else that you can take. I'm not sure this is the right program for you. And she emailed me and said, look, I signed up for the program. I know you don't give refunds. 
I haven't accessed it, but I don't think this is the right program for me. So I sent her off a quick email and I said, why don't you call me and we'll discuss it. But yes, I agree. It's not the right program for you. And I will give you a refund because I understand that you purchased this and you haven't taken the program. So you can make exceptions, but your exceptions really have to truly be exceptional. And your exceptions cannot be the rule so that everyone knows that if they just ask you three times, then you'll say yes, and then they can get their money back. I hope that I have encouraged you to see boundaries in a different way. One of the most important things about boundaries, well, two, two of the important things about boundaries is, number one is they establish a foundation for you. You can stand on your boundaries. You're safe and secure. You have what I call an energy container for your energy. And you can stand with your boundaries and know that you're confident with your boundaries. You have courage with your boundaries. You have clarity with your boundaries because you have a structure. This is why your personal boundaries become important in your business. Without them, you don't have the confidence, the clarity, and the courage to be able to truly interact with your customers as the teaching source, as the resource, as the leader that they're looking for. And then if you don't have good, strong boundaries in your business, not only is your energy scattered in your business, you don't have any processes, you don't have any structure, you don't have any way of managing your time and energy in your business. And that can cause chaos in your cash flows because then you're not managing your money very well. Pay attention to your personal boundaries. Create strong boundaries in your business. You'll have great boundaries. You'll manage your energy. You'll manage your business well. Your customers will appreciate the fact that you have boundaries. You will appreciate that your customers respect your boundaries and help you maintain good relationships with your customers, protect your business, and keep your energy in your business at a high vibe. And you'll also like your business a whole lot better because it won't be chaos every day and that's gonna make you feel better about your business. So remember, lines can be crossed, boundaries can be up and down, boundaries can't be broken, but with boundaries, you become a better manager, a better business person, a better teacher and leader, but also, a better source in your own life of the peace and joy that you want in your life. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you. Please subscribe, give it a like, and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information they need to turn those business dreams into an entrepreneurial reality. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.